Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. This is your old buddy Johnny Mays here on the Lord's Day, right here in the middle of August. Well, I know it's been sweltering hot most all over America, and uh, many of you have been tucked in trying to stay out of the heat. I don't blame you a bit. That's exactly what uh, Miss Judy and I have been doing. And while we've been in here, we had a beautiful day yesterday. Uh, almost our entire family was able to congregate here in our apartment and uh, to celebrate with us uh, what will be, as of tomorrow, officially our 50th wedding anniversary. So thanks to everyone who uh, shared that with us yesterday. We really enjoyed being with each and every one of you and enjoyed all the nice things that others have been saying. So anyway, there we go. <laughs> 50 years. Thank you, Lord. Thank Miss Judy as well. Today I'm in the Matthew 6, and there's a verse there, 33, that I want to read to you. It says, Jesus tells us to seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God. I remember that old Bud Abbott and Luke Costello uh, comedy routine. Who's on first? What's on second? <laughs> remember that? Well, Jesus asked a question about what comes first. What should be first in our lives? Well, he said that we should seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will be added to us. So why should we speak, seek first the kingdom of God except that Jesus told us to? And of course, that's the main reason is to be obedient to the Lord. But the Lord has a purpose in us seeking first the kingdom of God. And then we have to ask ourselves, well, how, how do we do that? How, how should we do that? And how will we seek uh, God's kingdom and change our lives in the process? And so we have to discover what does it mean to seek first the kingdom of God? Well, first of all, as Jesus emphasized, Christians should primarily focus on this idea of seeking first the kingdom of God. But in order to put that first in your life, you need to understand what it is and why it is important and how to seek it. As part of this famous Sermon on the Mount, uh, one of the most extensive documentations of his preaching, uh, Jesus addressed the questions, the common questions that each of us face each and every day of our lives, and that is how to get by, how to survive. How am I going to meet my needs uh, where, where will the food come and the drink come and the clothing come and the roof over my head and all of these kinds of questions. Well, addressing these questions, Jesus said to those there who were with him, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, he said, and all these things shall be added unto you. So by seeking the kingdom of God and by seeking God's righteousness, Jesus is telling us that all of our needs shall be satisfied. So what Jesus is saying in essence is, and it's sort of a caution, don't worry about these human concerns. I know it's, I know it's tempting to do so, he could have said, but I'm asking you not to worry about these human concerns, but instead 
place your greatest priority on seeking those things which I have offered, I am offering you, which is the kingdom of God and, and the righteousness of God. So the simple, my friends, the simple and still yet profound reason that you and I must seek God's kingdom is that for thousands of years of history, we've learned, I hope we've learned, that as human beings, we cannot really effectively rule ourselves. And in the end, history has proven that all human governments fail. They fall apart. That's been the, that's been the history lesson for, uh, for, for every one of us as we look at history and see that uh, the grandest, the greatest, the most uh, largest kingdoms of, of the earth Man's kingdoms fail. In fact, Solomon wrote in Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12, he said when it comes to these things that there's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of destruction. How about that? Things that we seem logical or seem reasonable always end up being broken, destroyed. And then Jeremiah chimed in on the same idea when he said, O oh Lord, I know the way of a man is not in himself. It is not in man who walks to direct his own steps. What's Jeremiah saying here? He said, if you leave it up to me, man, I'll, I'll find myself off the trail, off the track, off the course. I need God to lead me. You see, humans have tried every form of self-government, yet all have eventually come to an end. And in addressing events leading to the end of man's age of self-rule and the beginning of God's rule on, on this earth. In other words, everything that has broken and fallen here is actually leading us uh, to the, the end where indeed Christ will show himself as the King of kings and Lord of lords. What did Jesus say? For there shall be great tribulation such as not been since the beginning of the world until this time, nor ever shall be. And then he said, unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. In other words, if God leaves man to his own devices, we'll destroy ourselves. So in short, there's no doubt about it. We need a better way of governing ourselves. We need a government that will be able to produce peace and prosperity forever. And the Bible promises that there will indeed be a better government coming to this earth to replace all human governments. The Bible promises that there will be in, indeed this kind of government. And then after explaining that there would be uh, a better government, he goes back into history and he talks about the failure of uh, King Nebuchadnezzar. And remember Daniel uh, prophesied that it would be destroyed. He said, in the days of these kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which will never be destroyed. That's a prophecy of this coming kingdom of God. And he said, this kingdom shall be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms and it shall stand forever. So Daniel was telling old Nebuchadnezzar, hey man, I don't know where you got your priorities, but forget it. It ain't going to work out that way. <laughs> Amen. Well, first of all, to, to receive this kingdom, we have to be willing to turn away from the course our life's taking us. 
That's what repentance is. Amen. Repentance and believing. Repentance and believing are the two foundational stepping stones by which we find this kingdom of God and which we're allowed to enter this kingdom of God. And the reason we must repent is because we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. And of course, the wages of sin is death. But guess what? That verse also says the gift of God is eternal life through our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lamb of God. And so Jesus said, if you want to enter into life, keep, keep my commandments. In other words, do what I tell you to do. What has he told us to do? He says, repent and believe. He says, seek first the kingdom of God. And when we repent of our sins and begin keeping God's commandments, we follow the Lord in, in baptism. Of course, baptism is that symbolic gesture, that symbolic uh, uh, act of obedience. Amen. As Peter said, repent and be baptized, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so when we are immersed under the water, that symbol of washing away our sins at the end of our sinful lifestyle is a covenant we make with God and Christ. In other words, we're putting away the flesh. We're putting away sinful things. We're putting away uh, the way that we used to live. Amen. It represents that we realize that we've broken God's law and that we need to be forgiven. Amen. And it also signifies our commitment to obey God's law. So we, make, we, we follow the Lord in obedience. Amen. And the first act of obedience as a disciple is to be baptized. And so we're convicted of our needs to live uh, uh, by every word of God that comes from, from the word of God. So man shall not live by bread alone. Amen. But by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And then, of course, we need to receive God's power, God's presence, God's Holy Spirit. The gift of the Holy Spirit is really what makes us a child of God. The Bible says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Think about that for just a minute. You can't be a child of God without the Spirit of God. So God imparts His Spirit to us. Amen. And that's, we grow up in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we continue to be uh, changed, transformed by the renewing of our mind. And of course, we realize that uh, uh, we haven't uh, entered into that final resting place with God, that kingdom of God, because uh, right now we're still here on earth. In fact, it's already been almost 2,000 years since Jesus spoke these words. Amen. And, uh, and we could possibly live out our entire lives and die before we see uh, the kingdom of God return as Jesus promised. But the good news is that when we're born again, we enter into his presence. We enter into that place of uh, peace and joy and contentment, amen, and all those blessed fruits of the Spirit. We enter into those things. They become ours, amen. And so the kingdom of God maybe isn't here in the physical sense, but we know where our focus is. We know, where our, we know what we're looking for. And we're learning to live as if we already were there. Can you say amen? We're learning to live in that manner of life. So in seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, you know, we look at all of these difficulties of this life in a different light. Amen. I think about the congregation in Rome. They were arguing about whether Christians should eat meat or not. And Paul reminded them, hey, man, there's a bigger picture here. He says the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking but it's righteousness, peace, and joy of the Holy Spirit. So don't get caught up in all these uh, uh, tick for tacks and uh, splitting of hairs and all this thing. Uh, 
Friend, our focus is to walk in the Spirit. Amen. To live in the Spirit. Let the fruits of the Spirit occupy our hearts and minds. This is the key to being uh, blessed and living in the kingdom of God. So here's my word for you today on this Lord's Day is, listen to the words of Christ. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Repent of your sins. Accept Jesus as your personal Savior. Be born again. Amen. And then receive the Holy Spirit and and be empowered by the Holy Spirit. Uh, Be a consumer of the word of God. Amen. And refresh yourself daily in meditation and musing and prayer and draw close to God. Walk with God. Amen. Live as you're as if the kingdom of God had has already taken place on earth. Well, it has in your in your life. Amen. And it will one day when every eye shall see and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. But until then, you keep your focus on the Lord. Keep your focus on the kingdom. Don't worry about your needs. God's going to provide all of your needs according to his riches and glory. You have a great day in the Lord today and be blessed. Stay cool. Stay protected from this hot, hot sun. And you know what? Good Lord willing, and I hope he is, I'll see you next time right here on the podcast. Until then, share this message with your family and your friends. I'm so blessed when you do. Amen and amen.